This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Blue Wire. Think about Lois. Fires to the end zone. Touchdown! Alabama wins! Elliott. Dodge the eye of this national championship win. A deep throw by Lawrence. A lot of contact. Justin Ross broke free from it. He's down in the end zone. Touchdown, Clemson. Welcome into Press Pass, brought to you by Bet Online. I'm your host, Kayla Anderson. Joshua Perry on a well-deserved vacation. So we're going to bring in my good friend, Whitney Harding, from NBC4 in Columbus, Ohio. So we are keeping things uh, similar because we're keeping things in, up in that neck of the woods. Um, <laughs> first of all, thank you so much, Whit, for bring, uh, yeah. coming on today. I know that this is we don't get to catch up much, but... Um, no. <laughs> It's, it's kind of been fun watching your journey from Louisville um, up to Columbus. Tell the listeners out there what you've been through in terms of sports coverage and where you've been um, sure. and what's landed you in Columbus. Well, you know, it's so funny because I am a Southern girl born and raised, but I ended up moving up to Chicago to go to Northwestern for graduate yeah. school. And I kind of fell into this Midwestern kind of fold. I met my now husband up there and he is an Ohio State grad. Yes. So Columbus was always kind of a goal um, for yeah. both of us because obviously he knows the crazy up here. He gets it all. And then I've <laughs> always wanted to kind of be a part of that, you know, coming from Texas, I love football. Ohio has amazing football. Yeah. So I'm super excited to get here. Louisville was amazing and great experience. And I always saw it as kind of a stepping stone to get back a little bit further north, um, mm -hmm. back, back towards Columbus where, you know, great football and hockey, which I know you appreciate yes. very much as yes. well. Well, and here's the thing. I, talk about Columbus a lot because my time in Columbus, I spent three years there, was absolutely amazing. I credit that to, you know, the people I worked with, but also the people in yeah. the city and just their love for sports. I don't know how to explain it unless you're there because the people there, they have a genuine love for sports and they yes. invest in the people who cover it, which I, I know for you and I means a lot because we dedicate our lives to this profession, right? Absolutely. It really, really does. I mean, I just got a message tonight from a viewer just saying, hey, you're, that was so much fun to watch. And people yeah. don't know how great that is to get that feedback. Because I mean, you're up there and you're wanting to communicate to a whole bunch of people, but let's face it, you're staring at a little black box. Right. And you don't, you don't really know <laughs> if anything you're saying is going to actually get through. So no, I've been, I've been loving it. And I've been loving people talking about all different kinds of sports. Of course, football is the king, yep. but they are so into the Blue Jackets. They're so into the crew. And when the basketball team is playing well, as they have been as of late, finally, again, there is that energy that people just want to talk about it. So I am so excited to be in a place where they are super pumped about so many different, different sports. 
Yeah, and we'll get into it just a little bit later in the podcast, uh, just maybe football specific going from ACC to Big Ten play. Mm -hmm. We'll talk about that in a little bit. We're going to start off, though, with Michigan State finally making a hire. Um, Mel Tucker decides that he is now going to be uh, Michigan (laughs) State's 25th head football coach. But this was just bizarre. I mean, this is a guy who went on Twitter, pretty much said, in front, you know, in front of the world that he was not going to take the job. He was a Colorado Buffalo, so on and so forth. And then the second time they come around, obviously offer him more money and he decides to take the job. I mean, I just think it was a, a kind of a, a bad move on his part just because he went out and said all of that and then went back on his word. Right. And I mean, coaches, I think, need to understand with the social media age, you can't come out and make those blanket statements. It just you yeah. just can't you just can't do that anymore because it's not just for like nobody cares about the fan base when you're a coach. You should a little bit, but it's more so for your players. I mean, because they're watching that. They're watching how mm-hmm. you conduct yourself on these platforms. And that isn't even go to say the comments that he'd made a while back about there's no transfer portal yes, in the real world yes. or whatever. It's like you 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 can't just make these statements. You can think them. We all think things, but I think people are starting to see you just you've got to you know tell your your wife, your your cat, your dog, your therapist, whoever, but <laughs> you can't put it out on Twitter. Because yeah. your your players are going to read that yep. immediately. And this is the world that we live in. And we've we've grown up. I mean, I know when I was really young in this business, I didn't have all these platforms right away. I mean, I've gradually, yeah. you know, invested in these platforms. But these kids nowadays, they're growing up with these platforms. Oh, yeah. And so they're all over them. So I just thought, especially you mentioned the no transfer portal thing and how he said, you know, don't do that. But yet he goes and does this. <laughs> so it just, it looks really bad. And I yeah. think another thing too is... I can't believe like Michigan State was that desperate. This is yes. a guy that was at Colorado for one year with a five and seven record. And I am from the Pac-12. I'm a Pac-12 girl. But mm-hmm. when I talk about this all the time, the Pac-12 has been down for yes. the last few years. So it's not like he's doing anything special over there. Right. And I think that it also shows that Michigan State kind of went into this thing thinking, uh, we've got Luke Fickle. This is yeah. done. Like, yeah. They thought that was it. And I started to see the writing on the wall when they flew out to see him. Yes. I mean, when, when do you see that? You don't really see schools going unless it's like, I mean, if they'd come to like Columbus to try to get Urban Meyer, maybe that's one thing. But because sure. that would have taken a lot of convincing. But to go to like Cincinnati. I mean, let's, let's, you're going to Cincinnati. You're yeah. not going to, you know, like a power five, like big thing. And don't get me wrong. Luke Fickle's done great he's things great. in Cincinnati yeah. and he's a great dude. But look at the optics here. You're flying yeah. to Cincinnati. You're trying to court this guy. I, from the beginning, I'm like, this is not going to end well yeah. for them. And I think no. it just shows where the state of Michigan State athletics in general is right now. It just shows where the whole department is right now. And, you know, obviously there's a lot that that goes along with Michigan State Athletics right now, and there's just a lot of bad pub on that school because of all the crap that's gone on. And it it seems like every department now is kind of feeling that. How, I mean, how does this school, this Michigan State, you know, football name that has had so many great seasons that have has had great teams and everything. How are they able to a get on the right page and build a a better culture there? 
mm-hmm. and and not worry that they're going to get too I guess behind because right, right. now in in college football you've seen it with USC I mean it's they're digging themselves out of a hole and they can't get out Exactly. I mean, and there are those monster programs that, I mean, have been having trying to dig themselves out of those holes. I think it's really going to be he has got to get in there and first keep the big time guys that they have. There cannot Mm -hmm. be any slippage there. And then he's really got to build up the Midwestern recruiting base. That was why I thought it was so interesting. They went out to the Pac-12, like you mentioned, because so much of the recruiting from the Big Ten comes from Ohio, Wisconsin, Mm -hmm. Michigan. I mean, does he's coming from Colorado. I'm sure that he has had some experience recruiting in those states, but it's not like a guy like Luke Fickle who's been doing it on some yeah. level for a few years now. Yeah, it's it's going to be really interesting. I think this storyline is just starting to unfold. And so it'll be interesting for you, especially covering yeah. uh, the, the Big Ten this year and, you know, just with Ohio State, because I think even when I covered Ohio State, obviously that's first and foremost what you're doing on a daily basis, but you're paying attention to everything that's going on in the Big Ten. So uh, I'll be looking at you and you'll probably be (laughs) hopping on here with us throughout the season um, with some some updates. Well, if uh, you want to take a a quick bet from from sports and and all that, kind of, uh, you can Bet Online. That's our new sponsor. Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet all things sports. March Madness, the Masters, uh, Major League opening day for baseball right around the corner. Bet Online has you covered for all the latest news scores and odds. It's the best place for your bets and it's free to sign up. The best part, when you sign up, you receive a 50% welcome bonus. So the Wild Fury rematch goes down this Saturday night and we can't think of a better way to wager on the fight than doing it with actual free money. Head over to betonline.ag and use our promo code BLUEWIRE to revive your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. We signed up all of us here. It's very easy. And if you already are into betting, it's a fantastic way to support this podcast. Press pass. Again, promo code BLUEWIRE, all one word when you sign up on betonline.ag. BetOnline, your online sports book experts. Okay, so the journey from conference to conference. Um, I've been in so many different markets. I, I sometimes forget, you know, like how much... different stuff I've covered, but it is different in terms of football and college football, the conferences, when you cover them. I think the PAC 12, when I was there was, was not at this point where they are now, where they were really down. Right. I've been away from them now and I've watched that happen, which is really concerning to me being a Pac-12 person. Um, and then I've had for football. I it, mean, the, it is gosh, growing up, remembering like those USC teams, heck, yeah. the teams. I mean, good grief. Yeah. I mean, it's just bad. I mean, even you look at like even UC, UCLA, oh, I yeah. mean, it's like, where has UCLA disappeared to? I mean, it's, it's just incredible. Um, yeah. And then you go to, you know, something like the SEC, mm-hmm. which is, I mean, it is blown out of the water in terms of what they, they do in terms of fo- football down here. I mean, it is, it, the Big Ten is big. Ohio State is oh, big. Yeah. But the SEC, it's just the money. Whitney that goes in yeah. to the SEC, it's it's incredible. I mean, it's it's a show. Some would call it a circus. I mean, yeah. covering even just covering Kentucky. I mean, because Kentucky, yeah. I mean, 
they've been a lot they've been a lot better lately but i mean let's face it it's not like covering some of those other sec teams but they still roll into town and when they roll into town boy i'll tell you it was not this most recent season but last season when kentucky was on that amazing roll and georgia yep. came to yep. town and it was this big old deal i mean it was just a different animal and we'd covered in louisville the clemson louisville games the lamar jacksons all of that yes. stuff and man, when that SEC train comes to town for a game day, it is a, it's a different kind of energy. It really is. For I sure. mean, here's the thing. You, you look at the Big Ten Network, which generates a pretty good amount of money, right? And then they've got their deal with Fox now as well. Mm-hmm. And so they, they get it. Like they get what they're doing. Yes. Because to me, nobody is catching up to the SEC right now, but- the ACC did just get their deal with ESPN, yeah. and now they're launching that network. Now, you've spent time in Louisville. Mm-hmm. I mean, what's your thoughts on the ACC and in, in really, I guess, bringing some of these programs up to Clemson's level? I think as as long as Clemson's kind of doing what they're doing, it's just going to be challenging because they're so far ahead. But I mm-hmm. think that some teams definitely took steps this year. Louisville is definitely one of them. I mean, it really is so hard to explain to people where that program was before this season. I mean, people yeah. from the outside watching, it's like, oh, this is not going well. I mean, and even when we were in the cloud of it, we did not realize how bad things had gotten until that new staff came in and the Uh players started talking about like saying things like we didn't even know where coach's office was. And all of us went, wait, what? So I think when with Louisville kind of reemerging as not like a pushover team, that's going to help the ACC. The problem is just, the way that the ACC is constructed, they're kind of sandwiched between these two football powerhouse conferences. I mean, they're not far from Big Ten country, and they're kind of right there in SEC country. And that matters for recruiting. It really really does. does. So what they're going to have to do is really try to find some of those Josh Allen types that Kentucky found that maybe they don't have like the big like stars Mm -hmm. next to their names. Mm -hmm. But they have the ability to get better and improve. And I, I think that the ACC could really latch into some of that, you know, energy. And that's kind of what Clemson's done. Now they've got the big stars, but remember when they were kind of pulling these players oh, and yeah. making them big. So yeah. I think that it's just going to take a little bit, but the potential is definitely there, especially like we talked about earlier, social media just blows recruiting wide open. So it's so different. It's so different. So different. did you, so you, you grew up in Texas is what you said. Yes. So what do, what was your college team like growing up? So it's so funny because I grew up in Texas, but my entire family is from Kansas City. So oh. I grew up watching Kansas basketball more than anything. But then when it came to football, wow. I kind of took like cues from my dad and because obviously yeah. my dad held the remote control. So I would watch of it. Of course, my dad right? Watch. And so I watched a lot of Oklahoma football growing up. Yeah. Uh, okay. So that was, and I always, I didn't like UT, so I always wanted OU to win because that was the big rivalry. And then when yeah. Texas and A&M played, I kind of would flip a coin and be like, well, I'll go for this one this year. You know, I, I really didn't have much of an attachment to any of the big um, Texas programs because then I went to SMU and well, we all yep. know how, how that we we all know we all know how that what what happened with that. Um, you know, on the note of the Big Twelve, though, it's it's weird to me because this is a conference where I think they have stayed really relevant because of players 
Like yes. it's like the star players that have come out of the Big 12 that have kept them, I think, even a little bit above the Pac-12 in terms of just attention. Right. And and I'm not saying that that every you know those teams are the same because I think that they have some lower level teams, lower tier mm-hmm. teams. But you've got Oklahoma. I mean, Texas is starting to build up. Oklahoma yeah. State is has done a good job uh, with Gundy there of staying relevant. But I mean, this is a conference that has to, at some point, and Oklahoma has started to do this with Alex Grinch hiring as a defensive coordinator mm-hmm. uh, recently. They have got to get defense yes. on these teams because it's. I just don't see them competing with the Big Ten and SEC if they don't. No, and, and that's definitely true, and I think that they're starting to see that. I mean, I think Oklahoma, more than anybody, has benefited from the Pac-12 being down in, in recent yeah. years because, I mean, let's face it, Oklahoma every year should be one of the top four teams, and then they're always going to lose to some <laughs> team that makes you go, what? Just yes. Happened. yes. It happens every year, and it's just like they've really benefited from the Pac-12 not having that powerhouse team anymore because if they lose a game well they can still be in it because who else is there really so I agree they're gonna have to find some defense and to me the biggest change in that conference it came from one move by one guy and it was when Venables went to Clemson and that changed the entire landscape of the Big 12 because when he left I mean look what happened to Oklahoma they are good they're not what they were when they had that crazy guy yeah. on the sideline. I mean, it, it to me, that changed the whole conference. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Um, before we move on to our last segment, I did want to ask you what you are looking forward to when it comes to covering Ohio State football um, this year. I was, it was crazy, Whitney. I'll tell you, I came in, I was in Tucson, Arizona before I came to Columbus. I came in when, um, Braxton Miller got injured at the very beginning of the year. Remember that? And I hadn't even gotten there yet. And everybody was like, oh my God, the season's going to suck. Braxton's (laughs) out. We're down and out. And I get there and they lost the Vautech game. And then I got there and they didn't lose a game and Mm -hmm. they won the national championship my first year at Ohio state. And so I covered that season and I will tell you, um, college football is not my favorite sport. You and I are hockey girls, Yeah, but I was, it was one of the coolest seasons just because I saw football at its highest, right? Like the, the fans at, at their highest, um, and these players and a program. So I think you're going to have a blast covering it. And I know you know what goes on there, but what are you yeah. looking forward to the most? Honestly, the big game. I'm yeah. ready. I am ready to see when I came up here actually to meet the people at the station here at NBC four, it was only a week out from that game. And it was oh, wow. all, like, they hadn't even played the weekend before that. You know what I mean? So it wasn't yeah. like I was there the week of, I was there a whole like 10 days plus out it was all anyone could talk about. And I am just like so excited to experience it because I've experienced some awesome rivalry games. I mean, I've been to Kansas, Missouri basketball. Oh, yeah. the, the last time they played each other when that went into, they were Kansas down 20. It went into overtime. Thomas Robinson played out of his mind. So I've experienced some good stuff. I have a feeling that I've never experienced anything close to the realm of what I'm going to next November. And I can't stink and wait for it. And that game is in Columbus, right? It is. It is oh, yeah. here. That's so. going to be sweet. Have you and have you been to the shoe? I've been to the shoe as a fan. As a fan, I've, okay. As I've been to the shoe, one. Um, my husband and I have birthdays on back to back days, and it worked what? out two years. I know it's crazy. It worked out two years ago that 
Northwestern came to Ohio State on our birthday weekend. So you we came kidding. up. No, it just worked out. So we came up and went to the game. I knew what was going to happen. The boys played great three quarters. The, the, the Wildcats, they, they had them a little bit nervous. And I was just like, calm down, guys. I know what's about yeah. to happen. <laughs> but it was a blast. It was so much fun. Northwestern has actually, I mean, they've done a pretty good job of, oh, yeah. of kind of staying relevant and having good programs. I mean, so for you, that's that had to have been the yeah. past few years good to watch, you know? Oh, yeah. And that side of the Big Ten usually is decently open. So I mean, yeah, it is. So I have a feeling I didn't get to go to the Big Ten championship last year to watch them play. But I have a feeling with the way that, you know, Fitz is doing things, they'll be yeah. they'll be back. They'll be back. I, th- I think so, too. I definitely think so. OK, let's transition to our last segment. I thought that this would be fun to talk about since the XFL debuted two weeks ago. Yeah, this is something I actually didn't think about right away. And then I had been watching some national sports shows and this topic was brought up and I was like, wow, this is actually a legit topic that might come Mm -hmm. into fruition. Um, The XFL, is it a threat to college football? And I know from the the start, you're, you're thinking, no, I mean, what's that going to do or whatever, but here's the thing, like they're going out there and pretty much publicizing, Hey, we have the ability to sign a freshman or sophomore out of college and some of these players might choose money over a scholarship when it comes down right. to it. Right. I think I think it's an interesting conversation because, I mean, it is something with everything that's going on with, we already talked about the transferring situation and all this. I think some guys might take a look at it, but then I think about the basketball situation with guys that can go overseas. Yes. And you know, the big question there is like competition. Is it great? Well, I think we're seeing with international basketball, the world is catching up. So mm-hmm. to me, competition isn't a thing. Here's where I think the XFL and this kind of international basketball um, landscape have it different. Strength and conditioning, the assistant yes. coach pool, those sorts of things. I mean, because everybody looks at the head coaches, but really these players are playing within their groups or practicing within their groups. And that is so big with Division One college football. I think that the XFL in years, years down, they, they'll catch up maybe eventually, but how many great minds of coaching are really out there to give these yeah. kids what they need to develop? That's my question really. For no, it. and that's a great point. I think that we're in this such an early stage with this XFL and I think people are excited about it right now, but I still think this is going to take time to see if it's even going to survive. Right. And we've even seen coaches already gone. And so I, I think that it let's, let's pump the brakes on some of these national thoughts on, okay, the XFL, it's going to, you know, threaten college football Mm -hmm. and take some players because I just think there's just too much we need to still see out of it. And I think that if you really get some of these players actually get good advice and they have Mm -hmm. parents around them that are, you know, helping them make the right decisions that they're not going to do that. But then again, you know, we have seen this and it just continues to grow and grow. I mean, money just talks, you know? Yeah, it absolutely does. And I am enjoying the XFL just to see kind of where these guys are now, like Cardell yes, Jones, like seeing Cardell, where these yeah. guys are now. And I mean, I'll say kid can sling it still. I mean, yeah, good can. grief. I mean, yep. some of the throws he's made, I'm going, man, he is so strong, but I'm really enjoying it for that. As a, as a fan of college football, just you see a guy's name pop up. You're like, oh yeah, I remember that. Yes. Guy. Yes. That's been, that's been fun for me. And I think that's what they need to grasp this first couple seasons is like, where are they now? Kind where of are situation. they now? 
Yeah, because yeah, you fall in love with these guys. You really do. And that's the thing about college football that's different than college basketball. And it, it does actually make me a little sad because I grew up um, in Washington State. It's a big basketball state. Yeah, I went to a school that was a big basketball school. I, I've always loved hoops. Um, I've covered a lot of college basketball. But what, what the fans don't get is they don't get that attachment to those players because they only see those players for a year or two. Exactly. A lot of these guys. And so it's hard for them to connect. But with football, college football, these Mm -hmm. guys are staying for a lot longer. And so you're able to make those connections. So even if they don't make it to the NFL, I think sometimes you see these guys pop up sometimes um, and you're like, oh, yeah, that was so and so. Um, There was this kid, Scooby Wright who I covered at Arizona and he like had this great interview on the sideline um, in the XFL this weekend with Diana Rossini. And I was like, Oh my God, that's Scooby. Like yeah. I didn't even recognize him cause he had long yeah. hair, but it just made my heart like so warm. Cause I was like, this was so cool to see, you know, them at least getting a chance to play the game they love. Right. And as, as reporters, I mean, we kind of get to see these guys, you know, when they're at their kind of, I don't want to say vulnerable because that might be too big of a word, but we see them when they're not on all the yeah, time. Like they're not yeah. hundred, like on. And so you get to know them in kind of a goofy, joking, yes. silly way. And you build these relationships. So when you see them doing what they like to do, being successful at it, when you had time away from, them, they're like, oh my gosh, that's so awesome. You're like, you want them to succeed. I mean, in yeah. Louisville, People ask me all the time, are you a Louisville fan? Are you a Kentucky fan? And I'm like, I like, I like them both because if they're doing well, it's fun for me. And I want the players to do well. I don't, the teams, it's, I have no connection to the teams. You connect with those kids and you want them to do well. I don't want to have to go up to them with a microphone as they're crying in a locker room in March. It's awful. And we have to. And you remember, these are 18 to 22 year old young men. Yeah, like kids trying to become men. And so I love the XFL for that. Just being able to like, yes, I remember you. You were great for them. Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. It's it's a big part of our journey as um, broadcasters, I think, because you and I both have have worked our way up and Mm -hmm. um, we I think we get to benefit from things like that. I know sometimes it's hard for me to be like, I've grinded so much, you know, and it's when is that time come where I don't have to grind? But then I look back at it. I'm like, oh my God, I'm so glad I went through those experiences because you've covered kids in high school. Then you get to see them, you know, in college and you covered minor leaguers that then, you know, succeed and get to the bigs. And I think we, we love this business so much for that. And it is just, it's more than just covering sports, right? It's, it's rooting for somebody else we want to succeed. So it's really cool. And I know we, you and I are on the same page when it comes to things. And so mm-hmm. I, it, it's really, it's really fun having you on here. And I do, I Thank definitely you. want you on here throughout the football season to pop on here and give us some updates because uh, Joshua is an Ohio state guy. So he'll appreciate <laughs> that you're right there in Columbus. Yeah. That'll be such fun. I, I cannot wait to really get into this football season. I mean, I can't wait for even spring ball just to get to start to know, know. some of these guys. And I, I mean, it's, we're getting close, man. It's, it's coming. It, it's, it's, get, it's coming. It's right around the corner. I, I tell Joshua all the time. I'm like, you guys never stopped, right? Like when you played in college, he's like, no, I mean, it's a year round business, you know? And I'm like, mm-hmm. Hey, I give you much respect. Well, that does it for this episode of press pass. Again, we thank our guest Whitney uh, filling in as co-host today. 
So you are on social media, all platforms. Go and tell yep. the folks out there where to find you. You have great work, great coverage. And um, she, again, Columbus people, just moved up yeah. to Columbus at NBC4. So definitely check her work out. Where can they find you? All right. On Twitter, it is Whitney NBC4. Whitney is spelled like Houston. No relation. Um, and then <laughs> if you saw me, you'd be like, yeah, no. Um, and then um, on Instagram, it is Whitney Harding underscore at the end. That makes a difference. Little underscore. It does. At the end. And then on Facebook, facebook.com, Whitney um, NBC4, I believe is what it is. So, so yeah. Perfect. Yes, definitely go and give my girl a follow. Um, you can follow us on at Press Pass. Uh, it's at Press Pass Pod on Instagram. And then you can follow me at Kayla Anderson TV um, on Twitter. And then also go and subscribe. Give us a um, rate and review. We love new listeners. If you hear about us, you know, spread it on to your friends. We are a college football podcast, but we like to have a lot of fun. We bring up some NFL sometimes. And so it's a good uh, variety of things here round. So thanks again to Whitney and thanks to the listeners out there. We'll be back here same time, same place next week. For the ones standing guard, for the eagle-eyed, for the knights in shining armor, and for all those who support them, we are Granger, your experienced safety partner, offering supplies and solutions for every industry, committed to helping keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com slash safety, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.